messages, and its title of the series is called Matters of the Heart. And I'm going to hit some really hard things today. You know, I hear all over the place, people, how many of you are believing for revival in this land? Amen. We all talk about why we're believing for revival. We are moving, we are believing for this great big move of God that whoosh, hits this place. Do you know where revival starts? Right here. That's where revival starts. If you see, one thing that I truly believe God has showed me, we we set up, and and I, I don't, I'm not slamming churches, but what we tend to do is we tend to try to structure things to bring something from the past to today. If we can just make it so that what we had yesterday we can have today instead of looking toward the future and seeing what God is wanting to do going forward. It's a different little mind shift. But see, I want to start with this. It's time to deal with some difficult issues in our lives. And this might be really hard for some of us. Listen, preparing this message wasn't easy for me because I've got to deal with some things in my heart and in my life. And I'm going to tell you what, if you don't think you've got pride, you are deceived. Do you know how much pride keeps you from the things of God? Because I can do it, God. Oh, sure you can. You can mess it up good too. I'm famous for it. It's time to deal with your own heart. See, too many people have heart issues that they refuse to deal with. It's going to get back to, we've got to get back to the very foundation of the root of the problem. And I want to start in Matthew chapter 24. In verse 11 it says, And then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, I'm going to start there, and I want to start with this. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Lawlessness. When we start thinking about lawlessness, we think of people robbing and this and that. That is not what that is talking about. We are talking about spiritual lawlessness. Not man's law that we're disobeying, but God's laws that we are disobeying. That's the lawlessness that we're talking about. If you are not obeying God's laws, lawlessness in the world is going to abound. Why is the world going to hell right now? Because because the love for Christ has grown cold. That is a byproduct of that. When your love, and again, when we're talking about the love of many will grow cold, it's not the love that I have for my brother or sister. It's the love that I have for the Lord. Because one thing I have found, the closer you are to God, the less judgmental you become. The closer you get to Christ, the less critical you are. The closer you are to Christ, the more grace and mercy you have in your life. It's all of a sudden, it's when all of a sudden my love and my closeness to Christ, all of a sudden I start looking and picking and nitpicking and this and that, and the church isn't right, and that's not right, and I don't like this, and I like that, but I don't like this. Listen, I'm the pastor. I have 100 opinions a day. I like this. I don't like that. You should be doing this. It should be longer. It should be shorter. It should be this. It should be that. There should be more word. There should be less word. Thank God I don't obey you. 
I obey God. People are going to like that. Some people aren't. Can't do anything about that. But if your love, if you are close to Christ and the closer you get, and this is a heart issue, when your love for Christ is growing cold, lawlessness is going to abound in your life in the form of sin. Okay? When the love of Christ, when you're closest to Christ, you get away from that, lawlessness is going to abound in your life. doesn't mean you're going to go rob a store, but all of a sudden, there's not as much love in your heart. And see... That word love, our love is, love is grown cold. What does that mean? It's gotten stagnant. We've gotten familiar. I'm a child of God, therefore I can do whatever I want to do. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. I'm a child of God, that means I've got to do what he wants me to do. And do you know something? We're talking about this love thing. What does the Bible say that the world is going to know us by what? Our love. For who? For God and one another. But you know what they see? I don't like what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're on the job. Sinners talking about brothers in the Christ, in Christ, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't really agree what they say or what they do. What the... Now, that's a great witness. Come on, I'm being really real because we want revival, but are we willing to pay the price? to do what needs to be done for God to revive you. You old, stuck-in-the-mud, crusty-toted, I-don't-like-anybody attitude. I don't know where that is in Christ. He's too loud. He's too, she's too shy. She's dit, 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 dit. And they, it, it never ends. It's, it's endless. The list goes on and 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 on. Love has grown cold. Now that word, because of lawlessness, and it's a, it's a cycle, it's a, it's a rat wheel, if you will. You have lawlessness, and your love is growing cold, but because your love is growing cold, there's lawlessness. How do you get off of that? Repent. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, I said a dirty word in the body of Christ. Repent. I will repent. Ooh, Mufasa. Some of you that have children understand. <laughs> See, what happens when your love for Christ starts growing cold, so does your love for brothers and sisters. So does your love for the lost. Then, what happens? You start coming to church to look for your breakthrough. If you have to wait till Sunday morning to get your breakthrough, you are in bad trouble, folks. Because what if I'm not preaching about your problem today? What if I miss it and I don't have an altar call where you can get ministered to the way you want to? Now, I'm not against any of those things. You know me. You know better than that. But what happens if crisis happens on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or it happens on Sunday morning just before you're getting ready to come to church? Yeah, you, some of you know what I'm talking about. The tire blew up or, or my wife blew up or my husband blew up or... Or the kids just blew up. Something blew up. You see, what happens, we start looking for the next goosebump, which is a 
can be a carnal thing if you're looking for that. Instead of seeking His face. Now that, that word love in that scripture verse, in that context says, is agape. Okay? And agape is an unconditional love that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. Okay? It's selfless, sacrificial, unconditional, generally assumed to mean moral goodwill, which proceeds from esteem, principle, duty, rather than attraction or charm. It's not a physical love thing. No, it is, why do I love the Lord? I esteem the Lord. I have an awe of the Lord. I love the Lord. That's agape, and that's what they're talking about. That esteem for the Lord starts growing cold. And when you start losing your esteem and that love starts growing cold from uh, from the Lord, then guess what? Then you're in trouble because we start losing our reverent awe or our fear of the Lord. And it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I'm telling you, we got a bunch of stupid people running around. <laughs> or should I say unwise people? Stupid's a, a naughty word, I guess. But they're not wise. Why? Because, again, their love is growing cold. And when your love is growing cold for the Lord, it manifests in your love growing cold for others. Now listen, I am not talking about just accepting everything that comes down the pipe in the name of love. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But I can tell you, just by the way people talk, about other people where they're at. Now, it's okay to have some conversations about some things. You know, hey, Concerned about so-and-so, concerned about this and that. But when it starts becoming this, now you're in trouble. Because all of a sudden, you're not with them. You're above them. And we need to be careful with that. Is that sacrificial, unconditional love? No, I can unconditionally love someone and not agree with them and pray for them. And even unconditional love can still bring some correction or direction in their lives. But how, what's your heart attitude? I'm telling you, it is impossible. How do you go before the Lord and get close to the Lord when you've got a fence in your heart? you got to get rid of that, don't you? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you figured out a way to do it. I haven't ever. And I, listen, I have been offended in my life. And I've been angry at people. And the Lord says, pray for them. I don't want to pray for them. I'm mad at them. Well, you can't be offended. The Bible says, I am offended want to be offended, I'm going to stay offended. God said, okay, then you're alone. The first church of crickets today. See, the closer you are to the Lord, the more love you show. And it's, a, it's an overflow. See, the closer you are to the Lord, the more grace and mercy. The closer you are, the less backbiting, tail-bearing, slander, and gossip that's going on. Because you know what? Why is it? It's amazing to me. It is amazing to me. I could come and tell you ten great things about any of you. I, I could say ten great things about this man right here. And guess what? Somebody will come and tell you one negative thing, and that's the thing you grab a hold of and says, I knew it all the time. We don't protect each other. We throw each other under the bus. And why is that? I call it one-upmanship. I'm more spiritual than you are. And I want to show you that I'm more spiritual than you because if I can get something on you, hoo-hoo, 
I look pretty good. And I'm going to tell you something. It will take nothing to get something on me. I'm a human being. I'm a man. Make man mistakes all the time. You want to find some of me? Come and ask me. I'll tell you 10 things. Easy. I get frustrated pretty easy. And could you, you might even be able to call it anger. I get angry once in a while. In the flesh. I know everybody wants to say, well, that's a spiritual anger. It's a righteous anger. No, it's not. Not when you have a little hissy fit and kiss, kick stones and, you know, kick the dog. And No, I don't kick dogs. <laughs> Let me get that on CD land so that, you know, that church, they abuse animals at that church. See, instead of looking for a brother's faults, maybe if we're close to the Lord and, and, and we haven't lost this love, we've got to get back to our first love, Jesus. But guess what we'll do? We'll pray for his strength. Yeah, they're struggling. They're going through some things. Not where they need to be. But I'm praying for the God to strengthen you, to give you the breakthrough, to be able to get where you need to go, to do what you need to do. Instead of saying, I knew it all the time, I knew it all the time, I knew it all the time. And you know a lot of things. And you like to flap your jaws about them too. Slanderer. Gossiper. Praise God. Security, you will escort me out of this building today. <laughs> the closer you are to the Lord, the less things become about you and the more they become about others in obedience to Christ. The closer you are to the Lord, the less time, praise God, you spend in the flesh. Amen. And this is the battle. This flesh is a battle. I wake up every morning and my flesh says, man, you're sore, you're old. And I have to say, no, I'm not. <laughs> See, this is where many people are today. Matthew 15, chapter 15, verse 8. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. People talk a good game, but their actions don't line up with their words. And this isn't, now listen, I'm not talking about I made a mistake or out of ignorance I did something or it was an accident. This is by choice. People are honoring God with their lips, but by choice, their heart is not following Him. We're going to make mistakes. So what do we need to do? Let me go to Revelation. This is where I wanted to get to. Chapter 2 and verse 1, Revelation, the scary book. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, and let me tell you something right now. If you don't think the American church is the Ephesus church, you better wake up. One part of America. There's other churches they talked about in Revelation. The American church falls into those categories too. These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and not have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and labored for my namesakes and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come quickly and remove your lampstand from his place unless you repent. Again, that word love, right there, you have left your first love. Same word, agape. You have left the first one that you esteem. The first one. Have, and I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you today. 
You want revival? This is where it starts. Right here. Back to your first love. Because when you turn back to your first love, do you know if you really, if you will take 15 minutes, just 15 minutes is all it takes, get alone with the Lord, put all your lists, all your distractions away, and say, Lord, show me some things. Do you know how many distractions are in our lives? Just way too many. That we have just, just said, well, you know what? It's just part of life. Maybe it is and maybe it isn't. But we need to get back to our first love. How many of you remember, and I'm not saying you're not on fire for God, but man, when I first got born again, nothing else mattered. I remember driving hundreds of miles in a rickety old car. The, the floorboards were rotted out of the back and the thing was torn so that you could see the the yellow stripes going as you were driving. Hundreds of miles I'd drive with no money at all just to hear a preacher preach the gospel. Because he was my first love and I thought, man, if I can just get one more word from God then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break through and God's going to do this. And, and now, if I hear a clunk, ah, can't make it. No, oh, there might be a snowflake. There is a chance of rain. Better not go. And, you know, we got people that go to Lational Christian Fellowship. They live on an island. They come, back, they come on a boat every Sunday. Rain, shine, doesn't matter. It says you've left your first love. We need to get back to Jesus and His way of doing things. Because if we're not doing things His way, then it's lawlessness. And so it's a, it's a catch-22. Your love is growing cold, you become lawless. Look at the world today. Why is America, you, and again, you want a sober reality check? Turn on the news and see what's going on. I mean, if you are a Christian today and you believe in certain things, it is okay for the world to harass you. It's okay. Publicly, I mean, there's people that are calling for people. Follow these people around. Don't let them eat at this restaurant. Harass them here. Harass them there. Do you think that the love of many, there's lawlessness is abounding. Why? Because they are not only, their love has grown cold, they're rejecting Christ. I had a, I had a gentleman the other day text me. He's one of, he goes to church in Cedarville. Works at the prison and he was talking to a young man. And he asked this young man, he says, well, what's your faith? He says, uh, to kill, steal, and destroy. He says, my father's Satan. He says, because he answers my prayers faster than God does. That's the state of where we're at today. And I'm saying, what we need to do is get back to our first love. You want revival in this nation. See, why is it that you are waiting for someone else to come and spark revival? The only revival you're going to have in your life Starts right here and it starts right in here. So where's got to start? That's where it has to start, and it has to start with us as the church. We are the church. Getting back to Him, Lord, and You're first. What do You want me to do? Amen. Now I'm going to tell you something. That doesn't mean God, You're my first love, and that's it. So I'm not going to work today. Wrong. Be a good steward. Be a good steward. Okay? Because that's part of your testimony. 
If you're a Christian and claim to be a Christian, you ought to be the best worker. You ought to be the best employee that they have. That, and that's, that's my opinion. That's what I believe. Okay? Now, if that's not your opinion, that's fine. Back to your first love, because then the spiritual lawlessness. We fight with this thing called the flesh. And revival has got to start by turning back to our first love, Him. Because too many people are saying with their lips, Oh, I love God, but they are living so far. They're living lawless. Because I just don't know how it is you can confess Christ and embrace Christ and say, I love Christ, and do some of the things that people do and say that it's okay. It isn't okay. So, matters of the heart is what I'm going to talk about because it's time for us, instead of looking around and pointing fingers, what I was going to do, and I forgot it, I was going to bring a great big mirror today. Say, you want revival? Take a look. What's in your heart? You know that, that commercial, what's in your wallet? What's in your heart? And where are you at? And so what does it say? Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent. Ask for forgiveness. You're going this way, repent means turn around and go this way. The next time I want to say something that's evil or negative or slanderous, I'm going to shut my mouth. And maybe I'll let God work that out instead of me thinking i got to fix everybody. Do you know? I have a big enough job fixing me. Now, I'm not... I, listen, understand in context what I'm saying. It's all right to help people, encourage people, direct people, guide people, even correct people. If, if in, Right. In, in love. That's okay. But we need to repent. We need to get back to our first love because distractions, distractions, and more distractions. And listen, I, I understand what I'm talking about because you know, pastoring two churches, it is really easy for me to get distracted on things that have no fruit, no bearing, no anything in the kingdom of God. And people say, well, you're the pastor. That's the way it should be. No, if you are a believer... Don't tell me there's not things trying to distract you from where God has you and what He wants you to do. And I'm going to, after I'm done with this series on the matters of the heart, I'm going to talk to you about where I believe revival is really going to take place in our hearts, but where we are going to see people start coming to Christ isn't here. It's in the marketplace. See, we're excited about that, too. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we left, left this first love. We've gotten away from who we should be esteeming and loving, regardless of our circumstances, despite our disappointments and failures. He needs to be our first love. Get back to Him. Repent. That means to turn around and go the other way. And it says, do what you did at first. That word, first means, get, let me read that. Let me read that so I get it right. Let me back up. I want to read it. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen. Repent and do your first works. That word means prominent. What's the most prominent thing? 
What's the first thing? Loving him. That should be the most prominent thing in our life. But we get distracted. And listen, I, I, don't, I don't own a business. I can't even fathom what it is trying to own a business as a, as a Christian dealing with worldly people all the time and not getting distracted. I can't. I, God bless you people is all I can say. Thank God you were called to it and I wasn't. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it works both ways. You know, again, I, I, I want you to know, man, I, I love people. And, and I'm, my thing is, if, if people would just get back to their first love and they would spend some time with the Lord, they wouldn't need to spend as much time with me. I heard a, a pastor one time, now, take this however you want to. I, I'm not necessarily built this way. But somebody say, well, pastor, I need to see you. He says, all right, I want you to pray for three days and fast for one day, and if you still have a problem, then come and see me. Oh, you don't love me. Let me tell you something. My job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. I want to tell you, I want to stay right here and repent right now. If I have created a situation to where... You are depending on me or, quote, quote, the church as your source. I have failed miserably as a pastor. Yes, I'm here to support. I'm here to pray. I'm here to help. I'm here to encourage. The church is here to help, encourage. But we are to... To, to raise you up, train you up, help you, stand beside you so that you can function and you can go forward in the things of the Lord too. I don't want to fail you. I want to help you and encourage you and love you and stand with you. And I have. Many of you. And I will. But at some point, it's got to be your first love has got to be Him. He's your source. I can't be your source. I'll help you. I'll love you. I'll stand with you. I will do it. I will fight with you. I'll cry with you. We need to get back to our first love, Him. So, what do we need to do? We need to repent. We want revival. Okay? Get back to your first love, Him. Because I remember getting born again. I was so excited about the things of the Lord and God, and I just couldn't get enough. And Now, listen, when I was first born again, I did a whole bunch of things wrong. Because <laughs> I just didn't know, you know. I, I was excited about God, but I, I, I wasn't, you know, my, my mind wasn't renewed yet. There were some still rough edges, and, and, but I was so excited about the things of God and and. It was all about loving him and, and God, I just want to do the right thing and how do I do this and do that and do this. And then all of a sudden I started, what happened is I started looking at people and people weren't doing what I thought that God would have people do and I started getting disappointed in people. I kind of got my eyes off of God and got them on people and their failures and saying, well, bless God, these Christians, hypocrites. And, and all of a sudden, and I'll tell you, I struggled because all of a sudden, people I had such high esteem for, I found out that they had faults. Oh, my goodness. And 
I was not mature enough to understand, yeah, they're going to have faults. And, and it bothered me, and it hurt me, and I struggled. Until all of a sudden I said, wait a second. What am I looking at them for? Let me look to Christ and help me, Lord, help them. Let me pray for them. Let me encourage them. Let me stand with them. And even if I can't get to them where I can correct them or help them or do this, I can pray for them as a byproduct of getting close to Him. We want revival. It's got to be getting back to Him first. Because when we turn our hearts and our lives and our focus and our sight and our eyes back on Him, all of a sudden, there's more strength, there's more power, there's more grace to do what He's called us to do, there's more mercy for other people. And you're going to watch and see what God can do. That's where it has to start. It has to start with getting, turning our eyes and our heart back to Him, our first love. Not all the stuff, all the distractions, with Him. Do we just spend time with Him? I know that when I get a chance to spend some time and I just spend some time just with Him, all of a sudden, things in my life that are chaotic don't seem as chaotic. Or I've got the strength to say, well, it's not that big a deal. I can sort through this. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that. We, as a body of Christ, are the most powerful force on the planet because of the Holy Spirit that's in us. But that can only manifest if our eyes are focused on Him. Do we want to see things change in our society? You can go stand and pick it in front of many stores and things as you want to. Or we can release the power of God in that situation through prayer. And if you, we've got to confront things, we can confront things. That's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But when the Holy Spirit gets involved, man, things change. It's all about getting back to our first love. And so I'm, I'm going to close with Luke 10 and verse 27. So he answered and he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you read and do a little research on this, he was talking to this young man, a lawyer, and says, well, so the lawyer asked, well, who is my neighbor? Well, in the Jewish kind of tradition, a neighbor was either someone of your family, someone of your tribe, or someone in the Jewish religion. So what he was asking him, who exactly is my neighbor? And then if you read on, he says, sell everything you've got and give it away. And that was not the answer he was looking for. But we've got to get back to this. Love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind. And your neighbor is yourself. If you do the first part, second part's not hard. I can love my neighbor. Even if my neighbor doesn't agree with me, even my neighbor's that crusty old heathen, hey, I can smile and pray for him. Even if he doesn't listen to a thing I have to say, I can smile and pray for him. And you watch 
what the Holy Spirit can do. Let me tell you something. Once in your life, you were that crusty neighbor. And the Lord got a hold of you. He got a hold of me. Don't tell me miracles don't happen. Who? I was a heathen's heathen. So where does it start? Back to your first love. Right back to the foundation of it. Why did you come to Christ? For most of us, there's no, no other option. There's nothing else. There's nowhere else to turn. I've done everything else. I'm going to try this Jesus thing. When he got a hold of us. When I first got saved, man, didn't matter to me. I just love God, and I want everybody else to know that I love God, and I want to show them the love of God, and I want to get them saved so they could feel the love of God. Then all of a sudden I realized not everybody wants to do what I want to do. Not everybody thinks the way I think, and certainly not everybody wants this God that I want. When we get our back to our first love. We will see revival sweep this land if we start there. It's got to start in our hearts and start with us. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's just, right now, we'll just, we'll just stand in agreement for that. Father, we thank you right now. And Lord, as we stand and we pray for this, for this situation, for this couple, 
Lord, we just ask that you in a mighty, powerful way would intervene. Lord, that they would know that it is the hand of God. Because, Lord, we're praying people and we're, we have a God that answers prayer. And so we thank you. Lord, anything that's wrong there, make right. But, Lord, I pray for your protection in this situation. Lord, we ask that evil cannot have its way. Deception cannot have its way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank you that, Lord, that you will continue to keep this family together by your strength, Lord, by your leading, by your guiding, and that they'll know that it's you, Lord, and they will follow you. And, Lord, we thank you that Christ, through Christ, when we become born again, all things are new. The old has passed away. So, Lord, I pray that even this couple, they just turn their hearts to you right now in this time and trust you, and I pray that you move powerfully on their behalf. And we give you praise for it. Now, listen, I'm going to have the worship team play a song. And if you're in a place where you know what, you just know, hey, I need to repent. I, I just need to get back to my first love. That's you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the altar. You can come. We'll turn the lights down. And just spend some time with him. Not that I'm going to pray for you, because this isn't about me praying something in you or praying something off you or any of that. This is about you getting back to your first love, Jesus Christ.